from the twisted realm of science and the darkest pits of reason comes chilling tales of godlessness. Bear witness to the unfathomable terror that is... The Good Atheist. Welcome to the Good Atheist Podcast. My name is Jacob Fortin. And I'm Jeffrey Jones. Now, some of you may remember Jeffrey Jones as our last... What was the last show we did together? Was it the Podstravaganza that we did like a year um, ago? I, I helped with, uh, with the video one. Um, I guess that was that, yeah. Was yeah, that, that's that true. That wasn't a year ago, though. That couldn't have been a year ago. Podstravaganza was quite a long time ago, my friend. I don't even Damn. know if... Uh, you know, was I, was I just barely back from Calgary at that point? Because that was a year ago, buddy. Jesus and then Christ. Some, and then some change. So, yeah, it's been a little while. I guess time flies by, but we've brought back Jeff because the resurrection of the good atheist uh, is kind of like, we're bringing back the old gang. Yay, we're like we're like the new kids on the block when they were middle-aged and touring with the Backstreet Boys. Yeah, there you go. It, All it, sad it, and old. <laughs> uh, do they <laughs> – right, well, you have the name Boys. It's it, exactly. It's like – Come on. No, it's more like Backstreet, I got to pick up the boys after school. Yeah, Backstreet Men. Maybe it's time to... Back, Backstreet Men is a completely different musical uh, yeah. talent. What about the new men on the block? What's wrong with that? I don't understand uh, why you can't evolve. Sometimes, you know, you're not uh, Destiny's child anymore. Maybe you're Destiny's middle-aged woman. And it's time to look, move on. Destiny's middle-aged woman. I like that. Destiny's wasp. Although they weren't wasps. They were blosps. I don't know. You know what? I'd like to just warn everyone that, as usual, shows with Jeff are uh, silly messes. So I hope you enjoy your silly mess that you're going to have. Because on today's show, we're going to be talking about uh, some very silly messes. <laughs> it's very apropos that I'm here. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah. Because the, the subject matter that we have is so ridiculous. It was like, well, of course, we're going to have to bring Jeff on. Because we're going to be talking about uh, the, the recent, say, uh, conflagulation of... Uh, movies from um, f from religious people yeah. uh, trying to try to spew their their thing, trying to fight back against well, kind of like what we've been doing, you know, trying to squash their little fantasy world. I think that they're reacting negatively to that. So we'll be yeah. we're going to be talking about God's not dead a little bit, but we're right. going to be mostly talking about uh, this this trailer that we just saw called uh, the, the the principle. The principle. The principal. I can I can just imagine the, the that the writer of the secret or like that ha having it narrated in that 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 woman with the British accent. Well, it, it was actually narrated by Kate Mulgrew. You may remember her as Captain Janeway. Yeah. From Star Trek Voyager, and I posted something on uh, my own personal page. Right. About the fact that hey, if you hated Captain Janeway, uh, now you're gonna really hate her. Of course, I'm not saying that she read my post, but let's just say that that kind of went viral with everybody. Yeah. And uh, next thing you know, she issues a statement, as did Lawrence Krauss, who's also in, unfortunately, the movie, about geocentricism. Which I think like, – I, I think it's hilarious that it's like – because the – I, I'm I'm almost certain we could find the the stock footage that they clipped those videos from, like, because I'm sure I've seen those Lawrence Krauss clips in other things. Oh, of course, of you course. Uh, I mean, there's a bunch of other physicists too that they just had this. Like, hey, here's a bunch of, of here's a bunch of smart people writing on blackboards, and then you can just narrate saying. There's a growing consensus among scientists that the Earth is the center of the universe <laughs> and that the sun revolves around it. Big, yes. big science, keeping it down. Sorry. I get, I get major flashbacks to that Expelled movie when I read this stuff. Well, uh, I mean, there's Expelled, What the Bleep Do You Know? I mean, there's a, just a bunch of these kinds yeah. of movies that are like, we're going to create doubt. We're doubt machines. Here we go. And I can use... Music, sophisticated cinematography, and like, Kate Mulgrew to try to trick you. <laughs> I went to their website because I didn't know what the hell. That like, I I originally thought that the the concept of this movie was that Earth the Earth like the Earth is the center of the universe in sort of that uh, in a in a. Like everything is the center of the universe style? No, just just in a like in a not I guess in a spiritual sense where it's like you know like 
this is the most important planet and it's the chosen planet and blah 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 but then i actually checked out some of the guy's uh uh work i forget the guy's name um uh, I, anyways he's not worth whatever he's we can post it in the notes, I'm sure. But anyways, I, I looking up like he has this picture about how you can like if you change the 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 center of mass, then you can see how the sun starts rotating around the uh, uh around the Earth, and it's like okay, if you so change you the center of mass, so if you change the rules of physics. Yeah. If exactly, but I'm just like so you literally think like you I I I was willing to give you the benefit of the doubt. It was just gonna be this stupid like you know cosmic woo movie about like. Oh, the world is so special, blah, 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 blah. But it's like, oh, you're making this, like, literally the center of the universe is, is the Earth. Come on, man. Give me something to work with. I'm, try I'm like, I, trying to give them the benefit of the doubt. And I'm like, you guys are making it so hard. <laughs> well, this is also the same man who uh, the Catholic Church asked him to not call himself a Catholic because he was making all these, what, you can't prove that the Holocaust happened. Oh, that's wonderful. And now you're just like... <laughs> So crackpot uh, people tend to, I guess, gravitate towards anything that makes them feel as though the rest of the world is somehow against them. I have to imagine, because there, there's not a lot of reasons I can think of why anyone would still hold, cling to the idea that the sun revolves around the earth uh, I, in the modern age. I, I, uh, Shocking. I don't understand. I don't even understand the practical application of that knowledge. Like, what, what, what is knowing that change? Well, I have to admit, like, okay, let's let's step into our little time machine where people weren't really aware of whether or not it was revolving around us or we were revolving around it. I'm, okay? I'm imagining you as Mr. Peabody. Go ahead. There you go. I've got. I do have glasses. There you go. So, in if I was to ask anyone, well, if the sun was revolving around the Earth, what would it look like? And the answer is, well, exactly what it looks like now, except for a lot of key points, which essentially is what made us realize that it did not, in fact, revolve around us. And those kinds of things, you know, led to the birth of science. So there's a there's this weird, uh, I guess it's, it's just very strange for us to see someone who's like, you know what, this whole science business is, uh, is really tearing apart my religion. So I'm going to rework every like the whole concept of what i think science means because then i could say that there is no incompatibility between science and religion because i've just basically rewritten the rules just like yeah. you said before if we take a different mass of where the of, of like uh, you know center mass of uh, the solar system we can see how this would work i'm like oh right you're you're you're, you're like q in that episode of star trek where he said oh you all you have to do to fix this problem is change the universal gravitational constant yeah, well, the, like, um, it's not that easy for just us mortals to do that. Well, it's it's easy to pretend. It's just usually you stop pretending when you grow up. I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean, the guy's website's like GalileoIsWrong.com. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not yeah. really his website. It's just Galileo is wrong. Uh, I think it is. I, I can, oh I, wow! I, I can. I'm sure I can find out in the while we're while we're talking about this. I know, I know. In the article in Slate, because um, Lawrence Krauss wrote uh, sort of this editorial or a commentary on uh, on it, and he was basically saying like, like stop talking about this movie because like, basically the the best thing you can do is to just let this let this nasty like bout of like intellectual diarrhea just like dump its way out of your system. He was a little more graceful than that. But <laughs> right, I kind of like your version better. But basically, Although... just like fucking close your eyes, clench. Get it over with and then fucking move on. <laughs> light yeah, light a match and, just... and move on. <laughs> yeah, it's, it kind of sounds like as if you're just you're really constipated and yeah. you just got to let it go through. I Here's the thing, though. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I agree with him per se because oh. we have been trying this whole let's ignore them because they're just going to go away strategy. And I'm right. sorry, right. but that is not working. See – What's working is that you don't know what they're doing by ignoring it. Like you have no I, – I was reading, for instance, yeah. uh, the God's Not Dead marketing strategy that they had employed in order to be able to make as much money as they did from the movie because it, right. it did very well. I mean its opening weekend had made like 7.4. It was like fourth of all the movies that weekend. For, and it only opened in uh, I think 90 or 70 theaters. I'm not sure how many. So That's really that's, depressing. 
That's well, really depressing. It's here's, but here's the reality of it. It did well at the end of the day because it knew exactly who it was marketing to. For instance, what they did was this is so fucking clever. So what they did was they 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 chose specific um, uh, actors actually, even in the movie it seems. So they, they knew that there was a significant amount of people that followed Kevin Sorbo or followed Dean Cain because they did relatively well on social media, right, as right, did right. one of the guys from Duck Dynasty and shit like that. So by including them in the movie, they were able to target all of those groups that share things in common. Well, they're typically Christian, and they like these types of individuals, so let's market at them really hard using Twitter, Facebook. And so they had their market already lined up. They're just there waiting to service them and what are they servicing them with well let's say you're a christian and what kind of frustration would you be having right now how about the fact that you can't fucking debate the atheists yeah. are in your face these days saying hey your shit's whack yo <laughs> there we go <laughs> so it's you know what do you yo. what kind of a movie are you going to design for the people who are tired of getting smack talked well you're going to you're going to come up with this really terrible movie that even I think I mean I put up a post on the site about how even Christians think yeah. that the movie is just really bad but they shouldn't be surprised it's it, by nature but it's very nature most things that have the big word Christian in it are gonna suck well <laughs> it's, it's 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 also I find it really hilarious that they they managed to make this movie it's like from what I understand it's like an underdog story about this student who challenges his teacher but it's like it's hard to sympathize with the the underdog story when the underdog is the fucking steamroller that runs over everybody else's politics. This is like, you know, oh, we're so oppressed. By the way, I don't like the way you guys are kissing, so fucking stop it. And there's some legislation for it. Stop oppressing me. Quit making out. And quit having abortions, goddammit. Smaller quit. government, but no abortions. Exactly. So, they want government so small it can fit in a vagina. <laughs> Oh, that's a good. Is that yours? I guess, sure. Fuck, <laughs> I'm, man. I'm not I'm sure. I read that shit. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm wondering, maybe someone. I'm, I'm sure I'm not the only one to have had that thought, but I didn't read no, it. No, no, no. You might be. We're going to tweet that. You know what? If I can remember that, I'm going to put right. that as the tagline for the show. Because I think <laughs> that pretty much describes exactly. Yeah, the government's so small it can fit in your Yoohoo. So, there you um, go. Oh, and. And just to, to add it in there, um, yes, GalileoWasWrong.com is the geocentrism uh, website. And so, blog. what is his name? What is the name of this uh, of this genius again? Oh, it's uh, Robert. Uh, what's his name again? Oh, I keep can't find it now. Go to the about us. Never. Do I have to teach you how to internet? <laughs> hey, I paid my dues. I came up with it's. Uh, I, I came up with a, uh, a a clever a clever line. I've done my part. It's yeah, Robert. Yeah. It's Robert Syngenis. I'm, I'm wondering yeah. if Sun Genus, because that's what his last name is, is his real name. Because it sounds. Because that sounds like, like I, I'm sorry. Un unless he's in the fucking Marvel universe, that is not his real last name. Do you know what we should do? I have this I have this fucking crazy plan with every closet racist fuck out there and, and obviously he's one Mr. you know, oh yeah, the Holocaust didn't happen or whatever. Yeah. So here's what we should do. Yeah. We should we should take uh, like secretly take the DNA of some of these guys and right. just get get it tested. Because then they'd find out that they're probably a percentage of the things that they fucking hate. Well, didn't that happen with this white supremacist on like some talk show? Like they yeah. did a DNA, t yeah. And, just, like, and and then he was like, and then all of a sudden he got all this like hate, uh, like his his house was vandalized and shit because it's like he's impure. And I'm like, yeah, you surrounded yourself with geniuses there. Congratulations. Yeah. See, the the great thing about about being someone who doesn't really care what race or gender or or sexual orientation or whatever you are is is that you're not going to hang around with people that are going to make your life miserable because you made a decision <laughs> or because of something you are you know yeah. what i mean it's like because I'm, of something you can't change exactly yeah. like i'm going to surround myself with idiots and then be surprised when they're acting stupid <laughs> it's yeah it's it's i i i kind of wonder if at the end of the day, I mean, like, he's going to experience a lot of what he um, he put out there, and he's going to have an important lesson on empathy, which, uh, 
hopefully he'll learn something from it. But there's no guarantees, right? There you really just, isn't. Because the, the other the other wonderful thing about that is if you if you make your living playing the victim, all that all, anytime there's like a backlash, it's just like man and and society got so mad. I mean, I got hate mail for left and right from for my radical ideas. I mean, they know I've got some some dangerous, you know, genius uh, plan, blah, blah, blah. You know, like, they can fucking spin that shit. Well, that, start, that starts to lead you into this whole conspiracy mentality that the whole world is out to get you, that... You don't um, think there's an element to that? I, I, I feel that there's, I mean, there's a bit... When you throw yourself out there with such radical ideas, I mean, you're, you're, you're already not... I mean, you're, you're, you're removing yourself from objectivity pretty pretty far you know yeah you've basically given up on this notion that there may be objective truth and that it might just not fit that's into this kind of neat little package of what you want the universe to be like and that's yeah. the thing that i guess annoys me everybody wants the universe to be the way they want it to be well i'm sorry you don't get to choose what the universe is you know you just got to deal with it hey, hey i have it on good authority that galileo was wrong Okay. You have it on good authority. I have a, I have a website, and you know how hard it is to get one of those. I'm surprised he doesn't also have something like Galileo was a Jew lover or something. <laughs> Galileo, was, Galileo controls the media. Yeah, who knows what? I mean, oh honestly, and when you start making things up, yeah, um, I, I feel like I really. need to clear my cache after visiting his website. <clears throat> well, you know, now that you're being tra tracked. Yeah, I'm on a I'm on a fucking government watch list now. <laughs> now who's paranoid? <laughs> right. Well, you know, we there are certain things that we can be paranoid about, and certain things that we shouldn't. I'm I'm not saying that we're being monitored in any way that's special. I'm just saying everyone is. Yeah. So that the information is so fucking useless. We're like, hey, it, it turns out that Big Brother has an attention deficit problem. I just like the idea that I'm gonna get like geocentrist wait websites that, like on my Facebook. It's like geocentrist singles, click here. <laughs> yeah, well, how many times am I being led to? All right, do you want to check out Muslim singles, Jew singles, and Christian singles? I'm like, I would rather just drown myself or masturbate to death. I I, I think anyway. it's hilarious. I I get the Muslim singles and I'm like, what what part of the like? And it's Muslim single women, and I'm just like. What part of my in a relationship with a dude status is like not being read by like yeah. their, their What are you not grasping? Yeah, seriously, it's like it's pretty obvious. Anyway. Do you know how many you know, gays are closeted heterosexuals? I am <laughs> damn it. I just walked out of one closet into another. Now now I'm in straight denial. Let me tell you something. Don't be a heterophobe. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe that word exists. Does it actually exist? Yes, it does oh exist. I didn't God. make it up. Oh, that makes well, me sad. Look, it's that whole, you know, uh, a bunch of uppity white people were complaining about racism kind of thing. Like, yeah. somebody was racist towards me. It was the end of the world. I'm like, oh, as opposed to every day yeah. to somebody else. I mean, give me a motherfucking break. Yeah, well, that's it's language. I mean, we could have a whole other, uh, a whole other podcast just on, like, language and, and how – uh, my my partner explained it really well. I, I forget. I think it was John Ralston Saul who said um, that it was basically like language have just become like the it, it, almost, it's almost like the ball in a sport. It's like it, it doesn't really matter what the words mean so long as one side has them, you know. And it's kind of like that. It's like if you can if you can make it like okay, so instead of calling uh, a gay person who's openly gay uh, uh, a homosexual, we'll call them a heterophobe. Or you know, instead of calling, um, uh, what what was it the, the 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 birther movement? They had a term for themselves that was like, there's or, or or no climate change skeptics. Right. When it, when it actually like what they mean it to say is they're denialists, but because they got the language, it makes them sound more credible. I think it's just a case of that. Oh yeah. Well, everybody's gonna give themselves, uh, you know, a, a nice little title that doesn't say the word racist in it or <laughs> bigot. Well, you that's know, you, it. There's, there are some people that have embraced that, for instance, who just admit to it. And in a way, I don't know which one's worse because you're kind of like the one who just accepts it. Are they beyond hope? Or are they just at that point where maybe they can be reached and say, is that really what you want to be known for? Huh? He yeah. was a racist ass. Is that what we're going to put on your fucking uh, tombstone? tombstone? 
Yeah, but I don't think people think in the long term for that. I mean, look at uh, uh, the only name that comes to mind right now is like Rush Limbaugh. I mean, he's made a career out of being like a sexist, bigoted, drug-addled pig. You know, it's true, and he does wear that. And he and he well. does, but and for all on all accounts, like he does well for himself. You know, fur furthering the premise that there is no god. <laughs> Someone like Rush Limbaugh is successful. <laughs> <laughs> right, but is he happy? He may be miserable. We don't know. Well, a lot of you know his books say he can buy a lot of oxycontin. <laughs> All right, but see, th and this is, I think, the kind of we always kind of go to this default where we're like, well, is he ha is he or she happy? Well, it depends on how much they make, right? Well, not really. I mean, I can show you studies that demonstrate that beyond making about sixty thousand dollars, which you know you and I are way not close to that, but yeah. if we had to reach that, any any amount higher than that. Doesn't make a significant difference. Oh yeah, no, I'm. I, I was being glib. Uh, I know you were being glib. I'm just just trying to teach the listeners something. You know, in the midst of her silly ass program, it's about nothing. <laughs> just trying to put some facts out there. All right. You know, we're a little fact lights on our show, but that's fine. Especially in a show about geocentrism. <laughs> well, it's uh, it, <laughs> you know you know here's what's great. I mean, if if they decide that they want to see, and, and again, well, I'm going to go back to why I think. Lawrence Krauss has the wrong strategy to okay. this. The right strategy would be to inundate the internet with similar nonsense as mockumentaries. Uh, and then to just do an even better job. So get Kate Mulgrew to be like, do you want to do a thing about the moon being made of green cheese? To just yeah. really get back. Because the whole thing is we have to attack silly ideas with silliness. When you ignore a silly idea, I think some people think you're ignoring it because it might be true. That's just the assumption that people have, and you know, people don't aren't necessarily dumb. They're just very ignorant. But for them, uh, this whole notion—if if something like I think uh, a quarter of the American population either thinks that the sun revolves around the Earth or is unsure—I mean, are they all super dumb? I would say that they're pretty ignorant. Yeah. Okay. But uh, you know, like we can't just give up on these individuals. Well, the, 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 the the thing that my concern and and I think this is probably where Lawrence Krauss was coming from, uh, is that when you have a movie like this, I mean, there will be probably more people seeing it now because there was like this sort of media splash about it than before. I mean, taking uh, for uh, for example that uh, God is not dead movie, um, how many how many atheists or agnostics will watch it? Just to see what the like how 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 fucked up it is, right? Like right, I, but, I think but, that's but the concern. Let's, let's let's go. Let's again. I think that those concerns though have a very narrow concept, not only of history, but also I think uh, it, it 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 talks from a very pessimistic view of what people are like. I actually think movies like God's Not Dead is great. Why? Because even Christians think it sucked. When you go there, and, you, and let's say you're, you're, you're a Christian, you're, you're smart, you've never really been exposed to any of these ideas before, mm -hmm. and you think, oh, I'm going to watch this movie, and they're really going to nail that atheist guy, right? And yeah. you watch, and you're like, that wasn't an argument. And I mean, I don't know if most of you are aware, but the thing that really bothered a lot of other Christians is that the fact that Kevin Sorbo gets hit by a car near the end. I'm sorry. Spoiler, spoiler alert. alert. Oh, man. Gets hit by the car, and as he's dying. Hercules um, is felled by a car. I know. And as he's dying, basically, they, they bring over someone to give him the last rite so he can die as a Christian. And they're like, isn't that great? And then all of a sudden, to all these other Christians, it says, well, it just makes it seem like we should hover around people who are about to fucking die. Because that's really the only way to convince them of it. And you realize that there's all these other issues that most of these Christians who want to have an ideology that, you know, that, that, right. that can compete with ethics and morality of anybody else. And then when you throw the cheapest, lamest, uh, you know, ad hominems, all these other fucking pathetic attempts to show that, oh, Dean Cain's an atheist because he's the most selfish human alive. He, he, he divorces his wife because she has cancer because... She didn't keep her promise to be healthy or I'm something. C C Dean Kane or Kevin Sorbo, are they both in this? Yeah, Dean Kane's in this. Okay, Superman. Well, he, he, plays, he plays another evil atheist, but evil Man. because he's just selfish. <laughs> His career took a turn. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> what happened to Superman? Man, seriously. But, um, yeah, it's uh, – I, 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 I am curious to see the movie. Um, 
but uh, you might, well, you what might is, have a, What is the reaction in 20 years to this, or 15 years? Yeah. I think that what they've done, at the even very least, is that if a person, if a Christian watches that, they'll, I think they'll be divided into three categories. One, like most Christians who just try to live in their own fucking bubble, they'll be like, ha-ha, yeah, get them, those atheist guys. Yeah. Huzzah. And that, that, you wouldn't have reached those fucking people anyways, so it don't matter. Right. The other group will look at that and be like, Really? Is that their argument? I'm going to go check out to see if that really is their argument. And then they're toast. Okay? Well, they're it, fucking toast. It, it reminds me a little bit of the uh, the, the Bill Nye-Ken Ham debate. How, like, at the day after the, the debate, you'd go on these Christian websites, and they'd be like, this man does not represent us. Right. And then, like, uh, then I think you have the third, the right, last right. category, which is the ones, like, from people that I was talking about before, where they, they see it, they genuinely care about Christianity, and they're so angry at yeah. its representation, which is always this is why there's like thirty thousand different fucking branches of Christianity because there is no one true Christianity. It's just a bunch of people making shit up. Yeah, it's like a, it's a buffet. Like, it's the, it's the a fucking buffet. Yeah. So yeah, everybody's picking and choosing, and so I'm I'm glad I'm, I I want these issues to be out in the open. I think Christopher Hitchens said it best when he's like, "Freedom of speech isn't just in the freedom for you to speak; it's in your yeah. freedom to hear other ideas." And, the, and I think that the, the, this whole notion that we just – let's ignore it. I'm like, no, 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 no. Let's throw a fucking spotlight because the thing is the people who believe that, let's put them out in public. Let's, let's, let's really let them talk. Everyone should hear what they have to say because at the end of it, if you're the one who decides, hey, these guys have a good point, then right. we're going to know who we're not going to be breeding. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's all about uh... – it's it's all about procreations, like this little checklist. What were your thoughts on uh, God's Not Dead? I loved it. Next. <laughs> well, you know what? Uh, let me tell you something. Uh, I have certain criteria of things I ask on dates. For instance, yeah. uh, you know, if someone really – or it's not necessarily what I ask is what they ask me. If they ask me what my sign is, I'm going to ask them for, you know, I'm going <laughs> to ask for the check. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. What's I, your I sign? An exit sign. That's there, what it is. <laughs> exactly. My sign is frantically waving to the waiter. <laughs> yeah, uh, my sign is a gang sign for... I'm getting out of here, yo. A gang sign? <laughs> a gang sign. I'm throwing up some gang signs. I don't know. I was. Don't you criticize me. I'm sorry. I'm trying to be funny here. Yes, there's going to be lots of fails. Okay. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Well, this leads me, though, to a general point that I wanted to talk about, which is sure. kind of related to the good atheist comeback and mm -hmm. that kind of stuff, which is you may have noticed that um, pseudoscience and even Christianity itself is having a little bit of a, I don't want to say a comeback, but, you know, they're, 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 they're pushing back. They're pushing back pretty yeah. fucking hardcore. And as usual, they're very organized and they're very wealthy yeah. and uh, they have an agenda. Right? Yep. As opposed to, say, you know, a bunch of atheists who just, whose only agenda is to emancipate the minds of others, which is fantastic and all. Uh, right. But also in that quest, what we've done is we've galvanized these groups that would have normally been at each other's throats because of rival interpretations of their religion. And instead they're like, let's all just pretend that we believe in the same things because these motherfuckers believe in something that's so different and terrifying that we have to make movies where they're the bad guys. Yeah. Like, literally, where they're the bad guys. Like, it would be like us making a movie where just a Christian goes around and just slaughters everyone with a giant sword of Jesus. Yeah. Uh, and only atheism can take him down. Yeah. That, and the, thing, the funny thing is, is if they made – if they had done that movie, but instead of an atheist, it was, like, a Muslim challenging their – like, and say – Actually, like, no, there that, was that part well, of the movie. Oh, was there really – Okay, so during the movie... I would have movie, imagined that would have gotten, yeah. like, crazy outrage. Well, okay, so during the movie, there's a Muslim girl who's about to turn Christian, and then there's the normal, you know, like, oh, she, her father wants to, you know, uh, abuse her, stuff like that, because... Okay. You know, because they're, they're taking that whole stance, and of course, like, you know, uh, let's just say that there's some ripe fruit to pick from, if you're just going to say, oh, let, let's, let's take a... The stereotypic example of terrible Muslim family where the girl is, you know, on the verge of being honor killed because she shows right, interest right. in secular society. But for them, it's just sort of like, let's throw in she shows interest in Jesus instead. Right. And then and then we'll show that it really is just a matter of 
of faith. Yeah, they're not well depicted in the movie, let's just say, that wow. they decided to include that as well. So I'm it's not just atheists that you're eating some shit. It's also Muslims. I'm actually sure. kind of surprised at that because, you, I mean, especially in, like, the, the whole, like, political correct uh, uh, – how we find ourselves with language and political correctness, I always found... I, I, I was noticing, I mean, maybe it's just confirmation bias because I spend a lot of time on atheist blogs and, and, and things like that. I mean, admittedly less now than I used to, but um, I always found that it was just... The atheist was the, 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 the group that it was okay to talk shit about. You know what I mean? Oh, it's still like that. I mean, and yeah. I, don't, I don't... I definitely would say that even in that area, the, the, the Muslim family comes off probably looking not quite as bad as the atheist who literally dumps his wife for having cancer. Come on. I, 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 I kind of want to see how they manage work. <laughs> I just can't be with you. You have cancer. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, it, it, it kind of defies all the logic of how people behave, which is why they're right. terrible movies, right? You're, yeah. you're just saying these are not human beings that exist. They're yeah. just – they're, like they're, they're, they're totally. Puppets that talk in order to advance a plot that yeah. uh, you know whatever writer wants you to wants to jam down your throat. Yeah. I mean, if I can use the word writer loosely, I suppose <laughs> assembler is what I'd call them. There we go. They so they assembled every bad Christian argument together. Yay! I don't even know if they're arguments, and it, it basically it seems as though someone took one of those. Facebook stories, you know, of like Marine Mike or something like that. I forget what his name is, where he's in like this Marine is sitting in class and all of a sudden this atheist is basically there is no God. And if there's a God, strike me down. So, you know, sort of like Christian soldier Marine Mike oh, like comes down and punches him in the face. Yeah. Wow. There's a, there's a fucking uh, great article actually about how this whole Marine Mike thing became like this uh, hilarious meme where you know he's he's punching Richard Dawkins in the face and all of a sudden Jesus gives him a high five you know just taking it to a ridiculous level but that's exactly what I'm saying is the fucking solution to this principle movie oh you want to say that the earth is the center of the fucking universe okay we're going to make similar movies and we're going to just we're, we're going to inundate it with your ridiculous arguments because I think that really is the only way to kill something because ignoring it hasn't worked. We tried ignoring it. It's been how many uh, – how long since the fucking Galilean revolution? <laughs> I, I find it I, – I really still find it hilarious that this – like we're talking about this. Like I, why do I have to – why do we have to talk about the earth going around the sun? <laughs> why is this a dispute? Yeah, yeah it's just – I mean – Come on, guys. Come on. It's funny, too, because these are things like, for instance, like we would just assume if we ignore it, it goes away. Well, yeah. I, I don't know of a lot of problems where that's true, where ignoring it is the fucking solution. So no offense to Lawrence. Hey, but hey I'm like, Dean Cain ignored his wife's cancer, and she went away. Yeah, yeah. He's, <laughs> he's wrong on that count, but I, he's, he's a physicist. He's not a fucking comedy writer. So there we go. What I am suggesting to the people out there, the ones that are listening, is I'm saying this it, – it obviously wasn't very hard to make this movie because you, there's the footage is available or whatever. Yeah. So let's remix this bitch. Let's, let's, let's just prove anything we want because – you know, the, the same way that uh, because Big Brother is listening to everyone, they can listen to no one. There's just too much information. Right, right, right. I think this is the solution to really bad superstition where you're just – you put it so that no one would be able to tell the difference between whether or not it's a joke or if it's for real. And at that point where you're just like, I don't know if it's a joke for real. How are you ever going to believe it? It's over. You've won. I'm telling you, this is the fucking strategy. We should actually at some I, I don't know when we would do this, but we should actually make fake trailers. I'm starting to get the, I get this feeling we should make fake movie trailers now. Okay, like you know just, what we're going to do next, next time like I come over we're making footage. Yeah, next time I come over we're going to spend like 20 minutes, you know. Yeah, like I got hours I got, or something like that. I got some video stuff we can do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll make our own the principal kind of thing. We're just going we're trying we're going to prove that it, it, this is easy to do. It's kind of like the same thing. Remember on Daily Show when that Mitch McConnell released those hilarious videos? Oh, yeah, yeah, the hashtag where they just put it to different music. Exactly, the McConnell yeah. thing. And I'm, I'm kind of like, why don't we just do the same thing with the fucking principle, right? Yeah. Where we just – I know that everybody thinks, no, if we just ignore it, it will go away. They're not going away. 
Okay. There, did you think that ignoring Christianity was going to make it go away too? Did you think that ignoring nonsense, ignoring anti-vaccination people was going to make them fucking go away? Right. They're not going anywhere. And they have the same tools that you do. You know, all these all this, these great tools, we could be like, man, the internet is great. Well, it's great when it's used fucking for good. They also have a lot of money. <laughs> I know, they have so much money. It's like and, freaking and, Ray Comfort. It's like... Uh, and, and the whole system works to their advantage, so... They get to not have to spend any money, uh, you know, putting back to society. So that's you and I paying for that shit. They also don't have to declare where their money goes. So that's great. I'm like, if I wanted to start a criminal organization, I would start a church. Because I could hide all kinds of criminal activity, including child rape, drug uh, money laundering, and kidnapping children. Oh, by the way, I'm describing the Catholic Church. Too soon. So, yeah, so money laundering from the Italian mafia, uh, the Spanish babies up to 300,000 that they'd kidnapped because the, the mothers were single mothers, so they, they fucking put them up uh, for adoption and shit like that. They kidnapped them from their own mothers. And uh, thousands lovely. upon thousands of, uh, or tens of thousands, of, maybe even hundreds of thousands of kids sexually abused. How many priests in jail? Mm, I probably could count them on one hand. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think, like, I think there's like two. Maybe. Yeah. And there's not even not and the people that knew about it that said nothing are also not in jail. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And and basically I don't know if everybody read that. A couple of years ago I talked about how Radzinger, the former pope, although I don't yeah. know if he's Pope Light now or something. Well is he still like around? Like I know he's Yeah, still, he's like, just hiding in a fucking Wow. Some room or something. Anyways, he's <laughs> hiding out. And of course he should be hiding because he released I think it was in two thousand and one, a document, a memo that when he was ahead of the Inquisition, I'm sorry, the Covenant of the Doctrine of the Faith, the, the <laughs> remixture of that fucking institution. Um, but yeah, he basically was saying that you're not to speak to any police department about any of that abuse. You're to, you're to put it directly to the top brass of the church, and we'll decide what to do with it. Yeah, that's like when the FBI investigates itself. It's like, no, we see no wrongdoing. <laughs> An internal investigation revealed nothing. Everything's uh, above board here. What about the molested kid? I look, we handled it. Okay. Look, he was asking for it. I'm just saying, what? What? <laughs> I mean, there are even priests who've said that. That's messed up. And then, uh, and and you know, they probably molested kids and then just been like, he was shaking his sexy little ass in my way. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> and you're like, no jail for you, man. No jail for you. You're you're part of a respected institution. Yep. Pretty much. Yeah. Pe people ask you for life advice. And it's weird, too, because they're – I mean, the thing – I think the, the freakiest thing about the Catholic Church is the fact that it is not really an entity. It, it's a you know, pseudo-governed organization that is recognized by the UN, but their entire existence is contingent on basically a fascist government having given them autonomy, like Monaco. Yeah. I'm like, I'm pretty sure that that piece of document isn't worth the paper it's written on. No. I, think, I don't think Mussolini has any right to give you anything. Probably not. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, uh, and, and, and just, you know, the history, just the sheer brutal history of that organization, going back how, how far back in terms of well, like, that, its very inception, you're just like, just from 300 fucking A.D. on, you're just like... Well, that's like a show in and of itself, I think. I know. Like, I know, we it, could. It we could, could just basically series. do a list a of... series. A fucking list of all the horrible things they did, yeah. starting from like when they become the big dogs. We're not even we're not even going to count when they're not the institutionalized religion because at yeah. that point you're just kind of like any other, right? Yeah. No different. But when you become the man, yeah, then you become this unstoppable force of evil. <laughs> yeah, for basically, yeah, reaping souls for seventeen hundred years. That kind of sounds awesome, but. In a, in a video setting. game? Yeah, yeah, in a video yeah. game. <laughs> Not in real life. Yeah. No. Okay. They, all they are are reaping misery. Yay! And they still make money and have crazy palaces and shit. Drives me down. Oh, yeah, need on gold plates. Yep. yep. And go to and go to Africa to pray for their starving people. I'm like, yep. uh, I think you actually you can have a – there's a real-world solution. Yeah. I, I, can you teach them about condoms? <laughs> that might help. <laughs> Or how they're not evil. Yeah, how about that? Yeah. It's like, I, I, I know you don't want to abandon your chokehold on them, but, you know, you're choking them. <laughs> Probably doesn't help. Yeah. It's a cho it is a chokehold. <laughs> yeah, it's like...
It's not a hug. It's stop. A if you if you would stop hitting them long enough to realize that it's actually a human being you're hitting, you could go a long way to helping them. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's that, and stop dangling food in front of them and say, "Promise you love Jesus," right? And, and I'm yeah, seriously. Some food. It's like I can't. I can't eat a Bible. <laughs> well, it, I mean, maybe you can. Maybe you can. I think you can smoke it. <laughs> you can smoke a Bible. That, that's a viral video I'd like to watch. Like people. Oh, that paper. That paper is is so much like rolling paper. It's kind of scary. I'm I'm waiting. They should they should make like Bible themed rolling paper. Okay, you just gave me a million dollar motherfucking idea. There you go. Like, and I mean, you you could you could just take a Bible and just like cut it up and be like, there you go. Now you can smoke the word of God. Yeah, and I'm just gonna get them all for free, right? I'm just gonna keep going over to the Gideons or whatever. Be like, keep giving me your free Bible. (laughs) I need to. I've got a lot of friends. (laughs) Yeah, I'm spreading the word. One token attack. (laughs) Kind of like that idea. Oh well, they're, they're inhaling the word of God. <laughs> exactly. Well, technically, they they're they're some of the some of the papers being inhaled. Why not? Why not? Let's go with this. I'm just worried it might be a little toxic. You know, all of a sudden people ha- suffer from toxic shock syndrome from having smoked the Bible. Like from ink and shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or the paper. I don't know. I, I I look. Can you imagine the PR nightmare? It'd be like people smoking the Bible are violently ill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well. I don't know. There's a business plan there somewhere. It's kind of like we, how they have toilet sh- paper, you know, with Bible verses kind of thing. That would be pretty wicked. That would be pretty – we we should – man, there's like a, all, there's like this whole blasphemy, like, enterprise we should start. We could really – well, you know, once Bible Stories is going to come out, which is pretty soon. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm going to be able to devote myself to all kinds of other interesting things <laughs> other than just having to sit on my ass writing all day. <laughs> Like using other skills, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, you know. <laughs> this is um, well. That's why, kind of like you know, as things were slowing down, because you, you go from, you know, the first. I, I find when you write a book, the first draft is actually the part that where is the the pure writing, and that's all the right, pure right, right. garbage. You're never gonna even gonna keep any of it, but you need something to discard. Well, that's your skeleton, right? You build from yeah. that. Exactly, you build from that. So everything beyond that is just. It, it feels like a snail's pace after the even the first or second draft because from then on you're just sort of like now the sentences need to make sense. <laughs> <laughs> I have the words, but yeah. now I have to put them together. And like paragraph by paragraph, and there's like thousands of these fuckers. <laughs> like, I like it's like Jacob Fortes con- contempt for writing. <laughs> <laughs> Contempt for bookmaking. I think it is pretty much the hardest thing I've ever done. Well, they, yeah, but I mean, it's not. If it was easy, everybody would do it. Yes, that is true. There you well, go. I, I think it's just a, but it's multiple things. It's not just the fact that, you know, I'm writing a book. If it was just a storybook that of things I could invent in my head, you know, I'm coming yeah, up with like story ideas all the time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I am writing a fiction thing, but the problem is that I took on this. I don't know if it was a dumb idea, but it was just like I want to be as. I don't want to say truthful, <laughs> uh, but more like as accurate a translation as possible is the best way I can put it. But still make it entertaining to read. Right. Those those two things at first would seem like incompatibilities. <laughs> I think you'll be able to do it. I mean, people are responding well to your to the book, so. Uh, yeah. Or no, to I, the uh, to the the chapter, I should say. I think so too. I, I mean, it's it's just that like anything. Uh, art is never finished, it's merely abandoned. So even every, I, I go back and I could go do five or six or seven drafts, you know, like rewrite this sentence, get rid of that, make it more, I mean, there, you could do that all day, and that's the problem. Eventually, though, you just have to release it. Eventually, it's just good enough, and that's the problem. I released, I'm going to be releasing a book that's good enough. Sorry, folks. This <laughs> is how it is. This is how it is. Newly adequate Bible stories. <laughs> Well, let me tell you something though. Considering what I'm competing against, yeah, I'm feeling very confident that if you really want to know the Bible and you need to absolutely know the stories, right, right. You, you're gonna buy my fucking version. That's I'm convinced. I'm con- well. We're gonna do a lot of marketing though, and and trust me, I've been I've been researching what these clever little Christians are doing, and you know every time we kind of have this disdainful attitude towards them, we should remember that. Uh, Fine. Have a disdain towards the idea. That's a healthy disdain. But don't just sort of like pigeonhole someone just because they believe in some silly shit. Some of them are clever as fuck. 
You should you should do a make a trailer when the book comes out, but make it like this sort of. It it doesn't talk about how it's talking shit about the Bible. It's just like it it just says you know like, the words of the Bible explain crystal clarity so even a child could understand. You know like basically angle it so that like religious people might be tricked into reading it. Well, I mean at the same time, if you look at the book cover, if you look at, well, I mean I don't know if anybody's gone on the site and seen some of the drawings that I posted right. as a. Uh, they're not silly. I mean, it's not like I'm oh, showing Moses butt-fucking a sheep, all right? Like, I'm <laughs> pretty respectful. In, in spite of my donation. <laughs> in spite of any donation of something be, uh, people being, can you make it as blasphemous as possible? And I, and I would say that that would miss the point. Like, I could have made yeah. the most blasphemous uh, book ever. And I think that all he would have done was convince religious people that, well, they, they really didn't read it. Right. And that's not what I that's not what I want. I want people's reaction to be reading my book and they, all of a sudden they're like, "No way God did this. What the fuck?" And then they'll go read and they'll say, "Oh, my Yahweh." <laughs> <laughs> because I didn't make that up. I mean, I may have changed the dialogue, but right, that's right. that's basically what you do in a translation. It's dumb to keep old dialogue. Right. This may surprise people, but back in the old days, you know the 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 and all those that that was slang, okay? Shakespeare's time, like when his writing, that's that was their slang. I know for us it sounds fancy as shit, but it wasn't, okay? It was written for fucking peasants. So every once in a while you got to kind of switch it up because peasant talk changes. Peasant talk goes from being fucking peasant talk to being fancy talk. I like which that. Which I got bad news for you. In the future, you and I are fancy talkers. Oh man. <laughs> It's gone that bad. Oh. You're great, ye. I can't. That's I can't, how they talk in the future. I, I can't wait until in the future when, when like hashtags and shit are part of regular, like dialogue. Ugh. Like it'll yeah. Like we're already saying LOL. <laughs> right, we are saying that. Although I think that's the only one we really say. You don't say R O L whatever the fuck. Ralph. That Ralph. 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 Whatever. No, not there yet. You go. Maybe Not the, yet. Maybe, what? Maybe the kids do. I don't know. I don't fucking pay attention to what the youths is doing. Yeah, I do watch that whole teenagers, um, it, you know, series of videos on YouTube. They're kind of amusing. I just teenagers doing stuff like listening to Nirvana for the first time. Wow. Uh, that kind of stuff to get their reactions to just. And you know what? Like Nirvana is, is talks to teens the same way now as it did twenty years ago. Teens don't change, man. They're the same depressed mofos who are basically completely and utterly self-centered and self-obsessed. And, and that's they why they're so depressed. I mean, like, you know what? At se at, when I was a teenager, I was a shitty human being. If I would have been self-obsessed about a shitty human being, I would have felt pretty shitty. <laughs> the world doesn't bend to my will, therefore it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I think that basic angsty teenagers are the ones that you know put dislikes on those universally loved videos. Oh yeah, it's like this woman with cancer finally gets. Oh no, the, this deaf woman. Oh yeah, hears for the one. first time, and I was like, why are there dislikes? W what did you dislike about this woman crying? at hearing the days of the week being spoken for the first time. What is it that you didn't invent this? I don't get it. It's weird. I, I find that the whole, I mean, YouTube and Facebook and shit, like I, I, I can go on forever about just complaining about how that shit works. Like but it, every, the dislike button kind of makes sense on certain things. But it, it does. It doesn't, it, it makes sense to have it, but yeah, I know it, it always shakes my faith in humanity a little bit when it's like, Someone says something entirely inoffensive, and someone's like, "I don't like that." I'm like, why? Like, what is the per? Yeah, well, I've like, actually been thinking about this. Why do people say things? And I actually think that most of the time, like, why do people troll? Why do people say really horrible things? Because I'm, I'm positive that if you take most of those, the worst of the internet trolls, and you I just talk to them, they sound nothing like their internet counterparts. Well, so of what? They're they're face to face. <laughs> they don't have to be. But, ma but maybe it's just something different. Maybe because you know we assume oh he's just trolling around because he's wants to, you know he or she wants attention. But right, right. and while I think that is true, I think that a lot of the times the, those kinds of things are really cries for for help. for help. Like not just attention, but really cries for help. I mean, it's a disturbed mind that goes out and tries to destroy something that they don't really understand. 
but it's it's nevertheless a, like we've we've all been there sometimes. Didn't you ever see that that scene in uh, Fight Club where he's like, I just wanted to destroy something beautiful, you know, and beats that guy up. We've all destroyed something beautiful. Yeah, we've had moments of weakness and horror or whatever. And I guess right. just now there's kind of like permanent examples of all of that. Like, did you have did well, you have any Facebook or whatever conversations that, in retrospect, you wish you hadn't had? Um, I I had a discussion with a friend who was an anti-vaxer, and I was like, I, I I I was I wish I hadn't had it, not because I was in the wrong. It's just because, of course, so she started to take it personally. But I and and, and it's just like, I didn't want to ha- like I don't want this much of my Facebook real estate being taken up with your anti-vaccination nonsense. Like I don't want this. You don't get a soapbox here. You know what I mean? But yeah. I've never, I've never really. I mean, when I was younger, yeah, but not since Facebook. So I don't, I, I'm, I'm, I don't do a whole lot on Facebook, to be honest. Hmm. Well, I mean, I just think that it's kind of, it, it's a bit of a unique world because, I mean, once upon a time, when you said something, it just disappeared into the ether. Right. Now it's just all recorded, and yeah. we don't really have a concept of that. Like for instance, that's why I wrote a, a couple weeks ago an apology to Neil deGrasse Tyson because. Neil deGrasse Tyson in 2012, or I think maybe it was 2010, I forget what year it was, was being all placating. Right. But that's changed. You know, the reality of that has changed. And my attitude about it has changed somewhat. Not that I don't think, you know, that I'm still not down the vitriolic road. I just right, think right. that um, I, I just want to be smart about the tactics. I think that there's always a broad range of attitudes that need to be expressed, let's just say. Yeah, well, I mean, time, time, like the the more time passes, the more uh, we we sort of with more information and, and stuff, we, we we evolve, you know, to to come up with different ideas and outlooks and things. And there's a lot of stuff. Like if you just look back at like I, I have like an old live journal uh, that I you know checked from like freaking I don't remember when, but it's like you read that and it's almost like a completely different person. Uh, in in your case, because. It, you're 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 a person, but moreover on the internet, you're kind of like a personality. Yeah, exactly. Um, like there there is this image, and it's a lot. Of, I I do feel. Um, I don't know if you feel this way, but I do get the impression that if you're online, and you have sort of a presence online, not as let's say Jacob Fortin the person, but Jacob Fortin the product, like the right. char- the character, the cartoon. Um, exactly. There's like an expectation for you to be a certain way, and, and I think that that. I, I feel that that might actually stop some people from growing. I know with me when I was working on my webcomic and stuff, I always had this feeling that if I changed it, even though I wasn't really happy with the trajectory of it, if I changed where it was going, suddenly like it, it I would lose all my fan base and it would be like I'd have to start from zero because this it, it's like when a band releases that experimental album. It's like that's not what they sound like. That's not who they are. Uh, and I think for you, because you make such a like, like your your livelihood almost is based on sort of vitriolic, uh, sort of sarcastic rage at religion, and I mean tempered with like actual intelligent conversation and things like that. But the character of you um, is in, is such a specific type of person yeah. that changing it also might impact how your viewers react. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, absolutely. And and I think about my own. Uh, you know my own audience, and I know that, for instance, the good atheist would never have a universal appeal to every atheist. Right. And I don't think that it should because we're not a universal group. Right. I think that the good atheist probably functions like um, during a particular time in a person's life. Right. Like this right. is why I think I calculate something like the average turnaround is about two or three years, and then a person will just kind of move on, not because they don't like the good atheist or they couldn't even necessarily enjoy the show if they listen to it now. But just because they're kind of over it, right? Like right. other things are going on. They needed to have that time where they were feeling confident and sure about their fucking non-belief. But when that is done, well, I guess my fucking services are no longer needed. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I do think in term, in regards to atheism, uh, I mean this is probably something we should talk about at some point. But it's like such a powder keg issue. And I bring it up every once in a while. It just I feel that when Atheism Plus started – like there's like for for me and I think for a lot of people that was like this turning point for the whole atheist movement because it sort of 
I, I, I feel a lot of people kind of lost interest when that became the focal point because of all this infighting and stuff. I suppose um, so, but I, you know, there was, uh, there was a book that I've been reading yeah. called The Two Faces of Liberalism, and I think it actually kind of epitomizes the issue that we have even as a non-homogenous group is right. that, l and I would say that for a large part, not every atheist, but probably a majority of atheists are liberal thinkers. Right. Um, I, I'd say probably 70-30. Right. I, right, right, if I had to guess, maybe sixty forty, but right, generally right. speaking, the more conservative mindset, uh, you know, these these places have much more higher religiosity, so on and so forth. Right, There's, right. I, you know, correlation doesn't equal causation, but let's just face the facts here. That's just how it is. Right. But it's not a universal thing. So, the problem, the the, the liberalism has this kind of internal struggle at its core, basically these two incompatible ideas. One right. is that you can reach a rational consensus about what is the good, and right. two, that there are many different ways of living that are equally good in value, but may be somewhat incompatible, and that you, know, you have to kind of take this pluralistic idea of being like, well, if you really want to have a live and let live attitude, you have to accept that maybe some people are going to live in a way in which you might actually disagree, that might go against your concepts of justice and, and even potentially morality. But right, you right. can't have both. Right. And in a sense, if you're on the group, I, I think that the, the issue with Atheism Plus is, is that it, it tries to make the argument that you can reach that rational consensus. And I don't think that that argument can really be made. You can try to, you can probably make a, a logical argument for it, but that the same could be said for an incompatible ideology, which is also internally consistent. It doesn't necessarily mean that just because your own beliefs are logically consistent that they are better or that, they, they, you know, that, that other ideologies will eventually admit to the fact that they're inferior and so on and so forth. So right. if you're trying to achieve uh, – I think that the interesting experiment with atheism is the fact in which we have no real affili affiliation between political ideologies, right, right left, right. whatever. We are, in a sense, the kind of ultimate human experiment, if you want. Can we all learn to to sort of like you know embrace this pluralistic idea, which I think is superior to the rational consensus? Because I just don't think that that's possible. I think that's based on the you know an old view from the pre-enlightenment or even enlightenment days that didn't have to face different cultures and different ideas. We're mostly homogenous group, right? Um, you know, mostly Christians. But now we don't have those kinds of you know. That, that kind of homogeneity, like Toronto, for instance, is like the most cosmopolitan city. It will not get along by just saying there's only one way to live, right. and you have to follow those rules. So, uh, it, it, maybe it was difficult to express what, say, my um, distrust of that movement was. Right. It, it was just to say I don't think that we should try to emulate that idea of, of reaching rational consensus. But that's not to say that we can't have the you know whatever discussions. I think that that's that was always the most interesting part of the atheism community. It's a discussion-based community primarily. Yeah. With that said, discussions can get fucking derailed, and human beings, being who they are, right. will engage in things like you know pettiness or whatever. Yeah. Uh, disputes and and there's tons of things like that. But. You know, ultimately, also, I think the, the part that we need to realize is because it, it was a movement that started very much on the on the Internet, and then, yeah. you know, we were reliant on it to, to kind of, like, guide us. That's the proof that, you know, we really need to just have some solid, on-the-ground, grassroots shit that's not dependent on who said what on some fucking blog, okay? Yeah. That it doesn't matter that really you're just engaged in things that are more interesting to you and have a deeper significance. And sometimes that could be small shit, like... You're trying to get your group to be accepted in this school, or right. you're trying to put up a competition to a nativity scene. These are tiny little actions, but I think that they have much bigger impact because it's felt on the ground. You know, you're, you got a presence out there. It's not just keyboard warriors. Yeah. So uh, I, I, I want to I want to celebrate anybody out there that's actually not a keyboard warrior like me. Good job. <laughs> I think I think the the big thing is, uh, and and you kind of. Uh, sort of hit on it is when it comes to a movement like that i mean the, the atheism movement online kind of existed in a vacuum i mean who outside of the atheism movement knows about atheism plus who outside the atheism movement knows about 
like any of the other issues that are happening there. It's only when we do get out there and we have the challenge to like the Ten Commandments or the Nativity Seeds or Secular Student Alliance. That is, I mean, you said it. That's when, when it actually the the world will actually pay attention. Otherwise, you're just sort of spinning in a bottle and like, it's just a vacuum and like you can't. There's only so much information you can and only so much change you can affect when you're just talking in an echo chamber, right? Yeah. No. Exactly. I think it's also why. I mean, every every group is like that. I remember I worked when I was in the um, and the mixed martial arts scene. You know, right, it's right. an echo chamber over there of gossip and rumors because. Like a 24-hour news cycle, you need something to talk about. And, you know, you you remember back in the day where we were doing – I was doing, like, fucking two shows a week. Yeah. yeah there would be times where, oh, we have nothing to talk about. Yeah. So those are the most dangerous times, really, for the atheism community. <laughs> <laughs> what, yeah, although I have to admit, when there were the times when we had nothing to talk about, we would usually end up talking about, like, Bigfoot or ghosts. And I always loved those. Oh yeah, that's true. It's true. You know the, I mean, the, the superstition they episodes are. Um, we I guess we ignore that because it's the it's such an easy fruit to it pick. It is. It's it's the uh, it's it, but it's fun. I like it's 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 like the Saturday morning cartoon episode. You know, it's like it's a Scooby Doo it, episode. Exactly. It's goofy, but it's I have a lot of fun with those mainly because it means I get to watch a lot of hilarious like Bigfoot hunters and shit oh, like God. that. Ghost oh, hunter guys. Paranormal activity, fucking miss that shit. You know uh, what? Next time, next next show you're on, we'll do one because there's a bunch. Uh, there were a bunch of news stories that we missed from back in the day, like a, a bunch of ghost hunters who burnt down a historical. I remember fucking that one, yeah. <laughs> landmark, <laughs> smoking pot, like literally, out you know smoking yeah. pot and basically burned the place down, hunting for ghosts. A bunch of pothead. Hey, yeah. and I'm a. This is coming from a pothead. <laughs> Don't go hunting ghosts while you're high, okay? <laughs> Just, just a, the the life lesson here. The takeaway is no. Or, or if you're gonna hunt ghosts while high, do it in the Ghostbusters game. You know, because that's go. probably the only way you can enjoy that game. Wow. Oh. Hey, that was not a bad game. The second one was terrible, but the first one was good. Yeah, the first one was good for like all of ten minutes, and then you got bored of it. I played it. I finished it. I liked it. I yeah, play well, it. I would play it again. What? <laughs> you have a not taste. Not taste. <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna play a game that doesn't, you know, wow me. Let me just say. Yeah, you're super picky. That's why we haven't found a two-player game in like four years. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Well, look, we tried. You're picky too, bitch. We tried yeah. Rainbow Six One and Two, and yeah. Yeah. No, it's. Uh, when you think you can go back in old games, you realize how much better games are now. Can, sometimes you can, uh, and then sometimes it's fucking Rainbow Six Vegas. <laughs> Well, we're never going to get any sponsorship from Ubisoft now. Talking smack on the show. Hey, fucking Rayman Legends is awesome. There you go. See? Back in their good book. Back in their good book. Balancing out. And if you have no idea what these video games are, we apologize in advance. But as as the show is wrapping up, then, uh, you know, I think at at this point, anyways, everybody's tuned us out. They probably finished their workout or their drive. And now they're at the stage where, all right, they're rambling. I don't give a shit. I want to just eat some food. Shut the fuck up, boys. Are we at that stage of the show? Well, hopefully they're more polite about it. But, yeah, I think they're there. (laughs) (laughs) Shut the fuck up, you dick. Shut the fuck up. Well, you know, uh, here's a couple of things I kind of want to entice people about future episodes coming up. Um, There was – I got an email the other day from someone who was asking me, are you still going to do that Mormon show? Yes, the Mormon show will be done. But understand that that's that's going to come after the, the after May when the book comes out because I don't want to really be doing all the hard research shit. So we're right. going to continue to do fun shows until then. They're a little bit light on the on the research, but uh, they're they're heavy on the fun. Yeah, and we have to get back into the swing of it. I mean, yeah, fuck yeah. Podcast. We haven't done any podcasts for like uh, half a year or something like that. It was freaking crazy. Well, I've been doing those video cast things, but that's different, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah. Podcasting is. Uh, it's like an art form. I hope I'm not too rusty. No, Probably I don't think rusty. so. I mean, it, 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 you won't notice it, and like you know, it'll be fine. I won't worry about it. Right. So we got a Mormon show coming up, and then it sounds like me and Jeff are probably gonna do another superstition show, a grab bag of yeah. like what this week and this month in superstition. What the fuck is everybody's obsession? Like there was that uh, Sasquatch thing in Majiggy that happened also a little while ago. So there's a ton of old news. We're gonna catch up on all the. All the dumb stuff that people do to convince themselves that their world is more interesting than it is. And it is so interesting already. Do we need yeah. to make it up crap? <laughs> there we go. 
We don't need monsters. We have freaking deep sea fish. You have, pro you probably live in a multiverse. Do you really need Bigfoot? Hmm? Exactly. Do you need a gorilla? <laughs> like, come and on. you know what? In one, in one of those multiverses, maybe there is a Bigfoot creature. Maybe. Right. But if he does exist, he exists in, a, in an area which can sustain the large, you know, meat-eating predator and, 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 and enough population would, to breed. It, it also wouldn't be mysterious because they'd be everywhere. It'd be like deer hunters. <laughs> We're looking for the mysterious deer. They're just bad hunters. That's the problem. So they're ghost hunters. <laughs> yeah, we're we're gonna look for something that doesn't exist. We should we should try, you know, sort of fairy hunters. Surprise! We don't find anything. Oh, dude, Spoiler I got an idea. We're, we're gonna be fucking leprechaun hunters. We're gonna chase rainbows. Ah oh, man! <laughs> like like it's one of those storm chasers. We see a rainbow. All right, let's drive for it as quickly as possible before it fades. <laughs> It's like we get there's like I didn't find any gold, but there were rocks. Let me tell you something. We never seem to reach that area before the before it fades. So a lot of times you just have to guess where the rainbow ends. <laughs> you just ends. have to guess where the rainbow ends. <laughs> wow. That's uh that's essentially ghost hunting. Basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah basically. But yeah. you see, another example of using parody to just demonstrate how silly it is, because that's that's what they're doing. Alright? You can't you can't you you won't be able to parody hardcore science. But you can parody pseudoscience really easily. So yeah. I, I'm putting the call out there. I know that no one will respond, but me and Jeff are going to try some yo. And then you're all going to feel silly for not having done it, right? Sure. Sure. <laughs> Let's guilt people into doing it. That's the that's a good way to do it. It's a great way to end the show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you do something, you fuckers? All you got to do is do a little trailer to make it fun of the principal. God. Jeez. You have to do everything. I've got, that's exactly it. We gotta go do everything. Well, with that, I gotta go edit this show and put it up. So there you go. <laughs> I'd like to thank my guest uh, Jeffrey Jones, who uh, he's uh, he's he's back, ladies and gentlemen. So if you love the fact that he's back, why don't you go and uh, you tell him that because he loves your attention. Yeah, he won't say he I'll, does. I'll he does. I'll disappear without it. Just don't tell anybody. Yeah, exa he's kind of like one of those fictional characters that if you stop believing in, he'll fade away. Exactly. So. Go and say that you 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 love him. That is, uh, that's probably a good idea. And he'll do more shows. He's that easy. He's that easy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, with that, my name is Jacob Forte, and I'm the easy Jeffrey Jones. <laughs> Have a good atheist day, everybody. Cheers.